This is Why We Plan, a podcast for business owners and their advisors about how to better plan for the exit from a business. Join us each episode as we discuss different elements of exit planning, including real life stories, challenges, and opportunities of owners and their advisors. Uh, welcome, everybody, to this episode of Why We Plan. I'm John Brown, the host of the podcast and the founder of BEI, Business Enterprise Institute. We support advisors just like you who want to help their business owning clients exit on their terms. So it's all about exit planning. And with me today is a longtime BEI member, Nick Neiman. I'm going to have Nick explain what he does and actually what you call yourself. So welcome, Nick. John, thank you. Nice to be back again. I think it's about the 15th uh, annual conference I've been at. So I think so. It's always, always great to be back. Uh, BEI just uh, continues to develop and bring in new talent and, and nice new programs. So oh, it's a great. Gl- thanks. Gl- glad to be here. I, I am a, a family business continuity attorney. And I'm based in Omaha with a law firm of about uh, a little over 60 attorneys, do a lot of business planning for a lot of family business clients. And that's really been my focus, is, is working with family businesses uh, across and the country. And I might add, with 21 grandchildren, he needs to focus on family business planning. So tell us what, what that means, what family business kind Well, of been blessed with a great family, John. Thank you, <laughs> and, and continues to grow. So they're fun, and they, they grow quickly. I know. We were uh, just talking about that. No, I have a broad definition of what is a family business. I grew up in, in a family business. My, my dad, my uncle, my grandpa uh, had their own supermarket chain. And so I had a chance, amongst other businesses, had a chance at a young age to really learn about the ins and outs and what it takes to really be successful with a, with a family business. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a broad definition. Some, some might say, well, uh, there's, there's two owners that are family members, or there's two family members that work in the business. I really think that we all need to view our business as a family business. We need to treat our colleagues as family if we're going to continue to stay successful. Colleagues being employees? The employees that work with us, uh, those that, that work maybe outside the company that work closely with us, so some of our key partners. Uh, I just find that success is greater when you, when you have the idea, this is a great family, and we're really there to support each other, short-term, long-term, in terms of everyone's uh, success. So, big question. How does that approach affect your exit planning practice? So we look at every company, every company I work with, what's <clears throat> the objective? We know that if the company doesn't survive or endure or stay successful, it's going to fail. And with that, it impacts a lot of families along the way. So every, every current owner of a family business or any business is going to exit. It's just a matter we of know what, that. Exactly <laughs> right. I mean, it's whether it's on your terms or someone else's terms, uh, whether, you, whether you die at the desk or whether you have a nice, organized, thought-out plan for the future of the company and for the benefit of the colleagues that are with you. So uh, we, we uh, look at things, uh, what we call as fourth quarter planning. And we think that every business owner, when they get to the fourth quarter of their time in action, really need to understand uh, that things change, the dynamics change, personal, financial, business. And so that's our focus is it's exiting, but it's really business continuity, going from your hands to someone else's hands 
to, a, to another key employee or family member or outside buyer's hands. That's very interesting. And so that puts a different focus on exit planning, which some people say, well, it's all about getting as much money as you can, business owner. And Nick's view of it is it's much different. And the owner's exit is going to be have a real impact, not just on the owner's family, but on the other, the employees, the, the customers, the clients. So it's a very thoughtful approach to exit planning. So Nick, uh, that's a, almost a unique definition of a family-run business. Uh, a couple of things. One, in the, uh, the first day of our annual conference, we met with our advanced credentialed uh, exit planners, and I asked them, uh, what is your favorite exit path that you like to work on? Is that third-party sale, transferred to a key employee? About 90% answered working with family businesses. So I just really, I, I didn't expect that. And now you're talking about your approach to, to businesses in general. They're all family-run businesses. So I think that's really an insightful uh, view of business transition planning. So it means almost by definition we broaden um, the people of interest in an exit. It affects everybody in the business and outside the business, really. So, so that's great. So tell us some of the tools you use to have an effective transition of ownership using your definition. Sure, John. So, so a number of, of different tools. And we do look at this from the standpoint of tools. Or we, All different kinds of businesses have different tools that right. they use to be successful. And so it's the same for those that are involved in business continuity or succession planning or exit planning, whatever you, whatever you may call it. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, something simple, just business continuity instructions. Sit down for a few minutes with a business owner and just kind of chart out what happens what, if things go according to plan. How do you see, see things going? Who might be the next successor? Or if things don't go according to plan, what happens? Mm -hmm. And so if you've laid that out thoughtfully up front, much better chance that the business is going to continue. We've all heard the statistics of the number of, of businesses or family businesses that don't make it to the next generation, right. uh, to the second or third generation. And it, it takes a lot of planning to get there, to stay successful mm -hmm. for the long term. And maybe the worst thing that can happen to a business and all of the family businesses, especially, who is everybody in your definition, which I think is a great definition, is if the owner suddenly dies, it can all go away in an instant. It, it, in the absence of doing something like the business continuity instructions. It, it sure can. And so what we found uh, is it's, it's not just a matter of appointing someone that's going to be my successor mm -hmm. because we find long-term business leaders, they, they know so much. They're good at what they do. Yeah. And they, they sometimes take that for granted. And the next person in line doesn't necessarily have that talent right. so, or, or that just the insights or the training. So one of the things that we've been, been doing is uh, setting up with our clients uh, what you might call a strategic planning board or a, st a strategy group mm -hmm. or an advisory board. I like, I like to call it a profit strategy team. And we bring in members of the company and we help to guide this and we do a boot camp ahead of time mm -hmm. to, to teach everyone how to really think in innovative uh, ways, how to be leaders within an organization. And uh, I call it the profit strategy team. It could be your key executives. It could be someone way down the, 
the line within the organization that you want to put on that team to get the insights of what's going to keep the company profitable, successful for the long term. That's, that's a great concept. How do you tie that in to business continuity instructions? Because unless that process is communicated to the successor owners, maybe the family, uh, it's gonna, it may fall apart. So we think that it's uh, every company has really three key components. It's your business model, it's your leadership team, and it's your culture. And I'm really glad to see at the conference this year, your emphasis on culture and on leadership. I know in the past, because you've had me speak about it, mm-hmm. a business model. How do you stay, how do you keep your business model uh, uh, ahead of the curve rather than behind right. the curve? You don't want to be blockbuster video that got Netflixed, right? You want to stay ahead of the curve. And if it's those three ingredients for every organization. And if you've focused on that, you're going to stay successful. If any one of those three ingredients fails, the organization is, is, is not going to stay in business long term. So by having a, a profit strategy team or a strategic planning board, it's, it's a little more formal to say, let's focus on that and let's have others within the organization learn that as well. So you've got potential leaders, mm-hmm. uh, not just someone that, that if, the, if the CEO goes down, someone's kind of thrust into the spotlight, but instead you've got potential leaders, plus that type of approach gives the, exi- the current leader the chance to see his team in action, to see how they think, how they interact, and if someone's been debating who's going to be my successor, it gives you a chance to see how the team actually performs. Test them out. You test yeah, them out. And you, you emphasize uh, innovation. One of your speakers this, this session, very strong on how leadership, really the purpose is to ingrain or to in, uh, help instill in your team how to be innovative. And we have to be that if we're going to stay successful. And so that the, using a profit strategy team is a way to do that, to keep the business going long term. So if we think about uh, business continuity instructions, mm-hmm. that's a fundamental instruction. Let's, ha- let's formalize some type of a profit strategy team for the good of the organization and the good of all of our colleagues within our company. That's a, that's a wonderful explanation. And from the perspective of you, Mr. or Mrs. or Ms. Advisor, how does that impact your practice and where do you begin to do that? In exit planning, we begin every exit plan with a good understanding of what it is the owner wants to accomplish. Uh, Financially, ownership transition, and we spend time with the owner to really understand the owner's goals and aspirations. And as as we point out in our annual conference, and Nick is, is uh, emphasizing as well, a lot of the goals owners have are what you might call values-based or aspirational. It's beyond, I want to exit with, with this much money, I want to sell to this person, I want to leave in four years. We all have those goals, but in addition, what drives owners to work with you or work with our members is that they can achieve these more cultural-based or emotional-based or values-based goals. And that's a lot of what we teach in BEI. It's, and I have to say, I don't think BEI did that 15 years ago. It was more, what do you want? When do you want to leave? Who do you want to transfer the business to? And we've learned through members like Nick Neiman 
that that's only one part of the exit planning process. These other uh, less objective goals often drive the type of planning we're going to do for a business owner. So, Nick, thank you very much. Thank you, John. Great to be back here. Thank you, and we'll see you all soon. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. If you'd like more information on better ways to plan for the future, please visit exitplanning.com.